so excited for this. Selena! Hi! Hope you're ready for the 73 Questions interview. Not before we put on some... Vogue has this video series called 73 Questions Answered by Your Favorite Celebs. It's shot in one take, and it's supposed to give us a look into who celebrities really are. But they're obviously very rehearsed. There was one with singer Selena Gomez, where she's walking through her home. Besides doing adventurous interviews like this, what do you do on your days off? Hang out with my friends. She pours the videographer a glass of orange juice, checks a text on her phone from her mom, and plays some music. It's had more than 34 million views. Toward the end, the videographer says, Can you tell me a secret? And she says, Wait for it. I think I was born in the wrong era. (laughs) That's not helpful. I don't care about that. That's Julia Fawcett. She's an associate professor of theater, dance, and performance studies at UC Berkeley. This semester, she's teaching a class called The History of Celebrity. One of the things that we've been talking about in the class is the way that um, celebrities, to keep us buying magazines and to keep us looking, they have to somehow get away with promising us this like secret private life that they're going to reveal, but never actually revealing it, but still making us keep desiring it because we have to keep buying more magazines. Somehow they have to do it in a way that we don't catch on. (laughs) Like (laughs) they keep promising us this and not giving it to us. Um, And they do it like again and again. We're, We're duped. I'm duped like all the time by this. But why do we want to know about them? What about celebrities makes them interesting to us? Are they just a frivolous fixation that helps us pass the time? Or do they tell us something about our culture and who we are? Do they somehow fill a deeper need that we have? These are some of the questions that Fawcett asks in class. And obviously, she thinks there's more to celebrity than many of us let on. This is Fiat Fox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Anne Bryce. So, what role might celebrities play in our lives? Fawcett says there are many theories. Here's one. There's a writer, Benedict Anderson, who has this theory of the imagined community. Um, And the imagined community basically means when, you know, it used to be that we all lived in these little villages. And so I... Uh, my identity was tied to my village, but that was easy to do because I knew all the other people in my village. But then when we have the emergence of the modern nation, I don't know everybody in my village anymore, right? I don't know every single other American. And so one of the ideas about celebrity is that celebrity is another way of forming an imagined community. I'm a fan of Beyonce and you're a fan of Beyonce. And so now we're, you know, now we're part of this imagined community. Kellyanne Yee is in the History of Celebrity course. She's a senior, double majoring in computer science and theater and performance studies. I will say I feel like if if I had to like make small talk with like any like college student, I could just start talking about John Mulaney. John Mulaney is a comedian who talks a lot about his own life and experiences. Like like at work, like I, I, I'm a TA for CS class and we've had several converse, like post-work meeting conversations about John Mulaney. We just like sit and go, oh yeah, John Mulaney. And then someone like starts quoting a bit and then some people join in and quote the rest of the bit. 13-year-olds are the meanest people in the world. <laughs> they terrify me to this day. 
If I'm on the street on like a Friday at 3 p.m. and I see a group of eighth graders on one side of the street, I will cross to the other side of the street because eighth graders will make fun of you, but in an accurate way. Like, I feel like there's a lot to say about like humor and community in general, because like the idea of like getting the joke is like being like part of it, like sort of like an in-group. As a teenager in the 2010s, Yi, who grew up in Sunnyvale, California, says she didn't see many celebrities in the mainstream media who looked like her. Like, I'm Chinese-American, like, that influences the way that I consume all media. I remember thinking, like, when Crazy Rich Asians and, like, To All the Boys I Loved Before, and, like, if I had had that in, like, middle school or high school, I would, like, have talked about celebrity a lot more. Like, I would have known, like actors like i would have like seen actors doing like films of of the kind that i was like interested in fawcett says that the importance of relatability comes up a lot in class we often want to feel connected to the experiences and identities of the celebrities we choose to represent us and she says the growing importance of relatability also comes from how we consume celebrity culture today not on a big screen Um, in the movie theater where it's glamorous and, you know, we have close-ups. It's now on our phones or on our computers. We have access to celebrities in ways that we didn't used to. We can tweet to them and they can respond. We can follow them and tag them on Instagram and TikTok. We can watch videos of them talking directly to us on YouTube. We see these bits and pieces of their lives, or at least what they show us of their performed lives. Yi says that she got a Twitter account a few years ago just so she could follow a favorite author of hers, Maggie Stiefvater, who wrote the fantasy novel The Scorpio Races, among other books. She just, like, talked about, like, her daily life on her blog and, like, what she felt about what was happening in her life. And that was, like, fascinating to me. I was just like, you're a published writer and you're a woman. That could be me. But we haven't always wanted celebrities to be relatable, says Fawcett. Throughout history, celebrities have played a different kind of role. They were valued more for their glamour and fabulousness, for their otherworldly charisma that set them apart from the rest of us. Some theorists say that celebrities reminded us of God, except that they were tangible and accessible, people who we could see just walking down the street. This idea that celebrities served a kind of divine purpose goes back to England in the 18th century, when many believe the concept of celebrity was born. One of the theories about where celebrity comes from is that it comes from religion and kings, essentially. So we used to have a god that would unite entire nations or um, kind of theoretically would unite entire nations. Of course, they were (laughs) that never it never quite worked out that way. But that was the idea. Um, or a king that would unite an entire nation. And the king would unite the nation both by making laws, but also by sort of being uh, this arbiter of values and this kind of spectacular thing that we could all look to and say, I know I'm English because I, you know, I see myself as a subject of Queen Elizabeth. And I know, you know, I can identify with you because you also see yourself as a subject of Queen Elizabeth. And so one of the theories that we've been thinking about in the class um, and that I think is really compelling is that 
celebrity emerged when democracy did, because suddenly the, the king became less important, the people became more important. And so celebrities emerged to kind of take over that spectacular role of the of the king, um, whereas the democratic leaders took over the role of the king as maker of laws. So when we talk about celebrities, we're actually talking about our own values. It's not about if Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. It's about what we think about that and what it says about us. That's my way of saying to my friends, you know, one of my values is that you don't cheat on your wife or you don't cheat on your significant other. Um, And so that by gossiping about celebrities um, and by sort of talking about what they've done that isn't so great, that also allows us to establish our values as a community and also to advertise, you know, for me as an individual to advertise my values to the people I'm speaking with. Celebrities are famous for all different reasons, some for their remarkable talents and others just for being famous. But, Fawcett says, all celebrities can offer us insight into ourselves and what we value as a society. I think that the humanities for so long was about finding what was good, you know, finding the art that was good or the like the literature that was good. And of course, like people had very exclusive definitions of what what counted as good literature. And and it meant excluding a lot of people and a lot of stories that, that were important to tell. And so I'm excited that one of the things that we've started to ask more um, in the humanities is not what is good, but like, why do people like this? Or (laughs) why is this popular? Um, Because I think that's actually a question that tells us a lot more about ourselves than what do we think is good. This is Fiat Fox, a Berkeley News podcast. I'm Ann Bryce, a podcast producer for the Office of Communications and Public Affairs. You can subscribe to Fiat Fox, spelled F-I-A-T-V-O-X, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a moment, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps bring more visibility to the work that we do. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. It's a great way to get the word out. Also, check out our other podcast, Berkeley Talks, which features lectures and conversations at UC Berkeley. You can find all of our podcast episodes on Berkeley News at news.berkeley.edu slash podcasts. 